Chapter Six of Callista by John Henry Newman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Goths and Christians. Cordelius was full of his subject and did not attend to the Greek. The wild beast hunts. He continued, Ah, those hunts during the games. Aristo, they were a spectacle for the gods. Twenty-two elephants, ten panthers, ten hyenas. By the by, a new beast, not strange, however, to you here, I suppose. Ten camelopards, a hippopotamus, a rhinoceros. I can't go through the list. Fancy the circus planted throughout for the occasion and turned into a park and then another set of wild animals geats and sarmatians celts and goths sent in against them to hunt down capture and kill them or to be killed themselves ah the goths answered aristo those fellows give you trouble though now and then perhaps they will give you more there is a report in the praetorium to-day that they have crossed the danube yes they will give us trouble said cornelius dryly they have given us trouble and they will give us more the samnites gave us trouble and our friends of carthage here and jugurtha and mithridates trouble yes that is the long and the short of it they will give us trouble is trouble a new thing to rome he asked stretching out his arm as if he were making a speech after dinner and giving a toast the goths give trouble and take a bribe retorted aristo this is what trouble means in their case it's a troublesome fellow who hammers at our door till we pay his reckoning it is troublesome to raise the means to buy them off and the example of these troublesome savages is catching it was lately rumoured that the carpians had been asking the same terms for keeping quiet it would ill become the majesty of rome to soil her fingers with the blood of such vermin said cornelius she ignores them and therefore she most majestically bleeds us instead answered aristo that she may have treasure to give them we are not so troublesome as they the more's the pity no offence to you however or to the emperor or to great rome cornelius we are over our cups it is only a game of politics you know like chess or the catabus maro bids you parcere subjectis adebelare superbos but you have changed your manners you coax the goths and bully the poor african africa can show fight too interposed jucundus who had been calmly listening and enjoying his own wine witness thistrus that was giving every rapacious quaestor a lesson that he may go too far and find a dagger when he demands a purse he was alluding to the revolt of africa which led to the downfall of the tyrant maximin and the exaltation of the gordians when the native landlords armed their peasantry killed the imperial officer and raised a standard of rebellion in the neighbouring town from impatience of exactions under which they suffered no offence i say cornelius no offence to eternal rome said aristo but you have explained to us why you weigh so heavy on us 
I've always heard it was a fortunate Rome for a man to have found out a new tax. Vespasian did his best, but now you tax our smoke and our very shadow, and Pescennius threatened to tax the air we breathe. We'll play at riddles, and you shall solve the following. Say who is she that eats her own limbs? and grows eternal upon them ah the goths will take the measure of her eternity the goths said jucundus who was warming into conversational life the goths no fear of the goths but and he nodded significantly look at home we have more to fear indoors than abroad he bids the praetorians said cornelius to aristo condescendingly i grant you that there have been several untoward affairs we have had our problem but it's a thing of the past it never can come again i venture to say that the power of the praetorians is at an end that murder of the two emperors the other day was the worst job they ever did it has turned the public opinion of the whole world against them i have no fear of the praetorians i don't mean praetorians more than goths said jucundus no give me the old weapons the old maxims of rome and i defy the scythe of saturn do the soldiers march under the old ensign do they swear by the old gods do they interchange the good old signals and watchwords do they worship the fortune of rome then i say we are safe but do we take to new ways do we trifle with religion do we make light of jupiter mars romulus the augurs and the ancilia then i say not all our shows and games our elephants hyenas and hippopotamuses will do us any good it was not the best thing no not the best thing that the soldiers did when they infested that philip with the purple but he is dead and gone and he sat up and leaned on his elbow ah but it will be all set right now said cornelius you'll see he'd be a reformer that philip continued jucundus and put down an enormity well they call it an enormity let it be an enormity he'd put it down but why there's the point why it's no secret at all and his voice grew angry that that hoary-headed atheist fabian was at the bottom of it fabian the christian i hate reforms well we have long wished to do it answered cornelius but could not manage it alexander attempted it near twenty years ago it's what philosophers have always aimed at the gods consume philosophers and the christians together said jucundus devoutly there's little to choose between them except that the christians are the filthier animal of the two but both are ruining the most glorious political structure that the world ever saw i am not overfond of alexander either thank you in the name of philosophy said the greek and thank you in the name of the christians chimed in juba oh, that's good cried jucundus the first word that hopeful youth has spoken since he came in and he takes on him to call himself a christian ay i've a right to do so if i choose said juba i've a right to be a christian right oh yes right ha ha answered jucundus right jove help the lad by all manner of means of course you have the right 
to go in malam rem in whatever way you please i am my own master said juba my father was a christian i suppose it depends on myself to follow him or not according to my fancy and as long as i think fit fancy think fit answered jucundus you pompous little mule yes go and be a christian my dear child as your doting father went go like him to the priest of their mysteries be spit on stripped dipped feed on little boys marrows and brains worship the ass and learn all the foul magic of the sect and then be delated and taken up and torn to shreds on the rack or thrown to the lions and so go to tartarus if tartarus there be in the way you think fit you'll harm none but yourself my boy i don't fear such as you but the deeper heads juba stood up with a look of offended dignity and as on former occasions tossed the head which had been by implication disparaged i despise you he said well but you are hard on the christians said aristo i have heard them maintain that their superstition if adopted would be the salvation of rome they maintain that the old religion is gone or going out that something new is wanted to keep the empire together and that their worship is just fitted to the times all i say to the vipers said jucundus is let well alone we did well enough without you we did well enough till you sprang up a plague on their insolence as if jew or egyptian could do aught for us when numa and the sibyl fail that is what i say let rome be true to herself and nothing can harm her let her shift her foundation and i would not buy her for this watermelon he said taking a suck at it rome alone can harm rome recollect old horace suis et ipsa roma viribus ruit he was a prophet if she falls it is by her own hand i agree said cornelius certainly to set up any new worship is treason not a doubt of it the gods keep us from such ingratitude we have grown great by means of them and they are part and parcel of the law of rome but there is no great chance of our forgetting this decius won't that's a fact you will see time will show perhaps to-morrow perhaps next day he added mysteriously why in the world should you have this frantic dread these poor scarecrows of christians said aristo all because they hold an opinion why are you not afraid of the bats and the moles it's an opinion there have been other opinions before them and there will be other opinions after let them alone and they'll die away make a hubbub about them and they'll spread spread cried jucundus who was under the twofold excitement of personal feeling and of wine spread they'll spread yes they'll spread yes grow like scorpions twenty at a birth the country already swarms with they are as many as frogs or grasshoppers they start up everywhere under one's nose when one least expects them the air breathes them like plague flies the wind drifts them like locusts no one's safe any one may be a christian it's an epidemic great jove i may be a christian before i know where i am heaven and earth is it not monstrous he continued with increasing fierceness yes eucundus my poor man 
you may wake and find yourself a christian without knowing it against your will ah my friends pity me i may find myself a beast and obliged to suck blood and live among the tombs as if i liked it without power to tell you how i loathe it all through their sorcery by the genius of rome something must be done i say no one is safe you call on your friend he is sitting in the dark unwashed uncombed undressed what is the matter ah his son has turned christian your wedding day is fixed you are expecting your bride she does not come why she will not have you she has become a christian where is young nomentanus who has seen nomentanus in the forum or the campus in the circus in the bath has he caught the plague or got a sunstroke nothing of the kind the christians have caught hold of him young and old rich and poor my lady in her litter and her slave modest maid and lydia at the thermae nothing comes amiss to them all confidence is gone there's no one we can reckon on i go to my tailor's nergal i say to him nergal i want a new tunic the wretched hypocrite bows and runs to and fro and unpacks his stuffs and cloths like another man a word in your ear the man's a christian dressed up like a tailor they have no dress of their own if i were emperor i'd make the sneaking curs wear a badge i would a dog's collar a fox's tail or a pair of ass's ears then we should know friends from foes when we meet them we should think that dangerous said cornelius however you are taking it too much to heart you are making too much of them my good friend they have not even got the present and you are giving them the future which is just what they want if jucundus will listen to me said aristo i could satisfy him that the christians are actually falling off they once were numerous in this very place now there are hardly any they have been declining for these fifty years the danger from them is past do you want to know how to revive them put out an imperial edict forbid them denounce them do you want them to drop away like autumn leaves take no notice of them i can't deny that in italy they have grown said cornelius they have grown in numbers and in wealth and they intermarry with us thus the upper class becomes to a certain extent infected we may find it necessary to repress them but as you would repress vermin without fearing them the worshippers of the gods are the many and the christians are the few persisted aristo if the two parties intermarry the weaker will get the worst of it you will find the statues of the gods gradually creeping back into the christian chapel and a man must be a honest fellow who buys our images eh Jucundus? well aristo said the pater familius whose violence never lasted long if your sister's bright eyes win back my poor agellius you will have something more to say for yourself than at present i grant i see said cornelius gravely i begin to understand it i could not make out why our good host had such great fear for the stability of rome but it is one of those things which the experience of life has taught me i have often seen it in the imperial city itself whenever you find a man show special earnestness against these fanatics 
depend upon it there is something that touches him personally in the matter there was a very great man the present flamen dialis for whom i have unbounded respect for a long time i was at a loss to conceive why a person of his weight sound sensible well-judging should have such a fear of the christians one day he made an oration against them in the senate house he wanted to send them to the rack but the secret came out the good man was on the rack himself about his daughter who persisted in calling herself a christian and refused to paint her face or go to the amphitheatre to be sure a most trying affair this for the old gentleman the venerable pater patratus too huh, what suppers he gave a fine specimen of the lucullus type yet he was always advocating the lictor and the commentariensis in the instance of the christian no wonder his wife and son were disgracing him in the eyes of the whole world by frequenting the meetings of these christians however i agree with decius they must be put down they are not formidable but they are and i soar here the rushing of the water-clock which measured time in the neighbouring square ceased signifying thereby that the night was getting on juba had already crept into the dark closet which served him for a sleeping-place had taken off his sandals and loosened his belt had wrapped the serpent he had about him round his neck and was breathing heavily jucundus made the parting libation and cornelius took his leave aristo rose too and jucundus accompanying them to the entrance paid the not uncommon penalty of his potations for the wine mounted to his head and he returned into the room and sat him down again with an impression that aristo was still at the table my dear boy he said agellius is but a wet christian that's all not obstinate like his brother there twas his father the less we say about him the better he's gone the furies make his bed for him an odious set they're priests little ugly men i saw one when i was a boy at carthage so unlike your noble roman saliaris or your fine portly priest of isis clad in white breathing odours like spring flowers men who enjoyed this life not like that sour hypocrite he was as black as an ethiopian and as withered as a saracen and he never looked you in the face and after all the fellow must die for his religion rather than put a few grains of golden incense on the altar of great jove jove's the god for me a glorious handsome curly god but they're all good all the gods are good there's bacchus he's a good comfortable god though a sly treacherous fellow a treacherous fellow <laughs> there's ceres too pomona the muses astarte too as they call her here all good and apollo though he's somewhat too hot in this season and too free with his bow he gave me a bad fever once life's precious most precious so i felt it then when i was all but gone to pluto life never returns it's like water spilt you can't gather it up it's dispersed into the elements to the four winds now there's something more there than i can tell more than all your philosophers can determine he seemed to think a while and began again enjoyment's the great rule 
ask yourself have i made the most of things that's what i say to the rising generation many and many's the time when i have not turned them to the best account oh if i had now to begin life again how many things should i correct i might have done better this evening those abominable pears i might have known they would not be worth the eating mutton that was all well doves good again crane kid well i don't see that i could have done much better after a few minutes he got up half asleep and put out all the lights but one small lamp with which he made his way into his own bed-closet all is vanity he continued with a slow grave utterance all is vanity but eating and drinking it does not pay to serve the gods except for this what's fame what's glory what's power smoke i've often thought the hog is the only really wise animal we should be happier if we were all hogs hogs keep the end of life steadily in view that's why those toads of christians will not eat them lest they should get like them quiet respectable sensible enjoyment not riot or revel or excess or quarrelling life is short and with his undeniable sentiment he fell asleep End of chapter 6